Well, 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 do we have a lot to discuss. And in moments like this one, I am grateful that I have a platform to speak on this. Even if it's like five of you listening, I love you, all five of you. Uh, Yeah. The point is, holy shit, guys. Holy shit. And, you know, I am a potty mouth and the way I was watching this entire episode and truly cursing my brains out. Um, yeah. And you know what I learned? That I was not alone. Because during this episode, I got so many text messages. It was, you know, I put out this, you know, like obviously people and my friends that are close to me know that I have you know, the TikTok, this podcast, and, you know, everything, reality TV, Bravo, they know that. They already knew that, right? So baseline, they already knew that I was going to be unwell. But now, with these added channels, if you will, that I can speak on or choose to speak on, I guess anyone can, right? Um, They just felt very compelled to check in with me. And I'm so glad that they did. There were a few times where I forgot where I was and was just like in this, I don't know, it felt like I was in like a black hole, right guys? Okay, first of all, let me take a beat. Hi, welcome back to The Reality Informant. I'm your host, Allie Crossan. I'm so excited that you're here because if you're here, that means you also are a huge Vanderpump Rules fan. And if you know this about me, I am not judgmental. Well, (laughs) I say that in regards to, I don't care how long you've been watching the show. I really don't. What matters to me most is that you're here. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the dark side. Uh, Here, we have seen a lot. We are triggered often because unfortunately many of us have dealt with some of these issues that happen on Vanderpump Rules, right? And honestly, as a 31-year-old now wife, mom, myself, it is so interesting watching the show, having watched it for the last 10 years or however long, like for since its inception, right? Um, I think when I first started it, yeah, I was just graduating college, shout out BU, Boston University, and I just remember feeling like, wow, these people like have their cool life together. And if you did not know this about me, I worked in the service industry all through high school, um, again in college, all through college. Uh, I did a lot. Um, I've done serving, I've done bartending, hosting, you name it. I've probably done it. I've done busing. I also have been a delivery girl, which, you know, not to go on like a whole tangent, but by if you if you ever have an opportunity to be a delivery person, now this was also like 10, 15 years ago, so times were different. There were no DoorDashes and things like that, Uber Eats. So anyone, I don't know, I feel like that normalized delivery people being any gender. Previously, I felt like if you were not a man, uh, people looked at me like I had 10 heads when they'd open the door. Um, you know, that could be for various reasons, which I will not accept anything other than it was just me being a woman. Uh, But yeah, anywho, long story short, I, at the time when I was watching this, just like was like, wow, look at them, like living LA life, doing the server life, just like trying to figure their life out. Like maybe I should do that. (laughs) 
I'm, let's just say I'm very happy with the way things have turned out and that I'm not in that boat. <sighs> anyway, all this to say, welcome. Today's episode is going to be a true deep dive through the lens of me. So just take it with a grain of salt uh, and take that however you wish. The point is I will be basically watching this back um, and then I'm going to like literally hop on and talk through these things because I have saved a lot of my hot takes, a lot of my thoughts for this podcast. You guys know that I've been covering Vanderpump Rules for this whole season. Uh, I have some episodes if you want to go back, if you have some free time. There is some, there are some uh, Scandival digging podcasts that I have. I think there's a part one and a part two where we just went through episodes like one through, I think it was eight. And I thought I was going to keep going, but you know what? I'm glad I didn't. And I'm glad we're here and we're doing this recap because again, holy fucking shit right guys? I was shook. And you know, when you guys are really excited, including myself, we are so excited for these finales that I don't know about you, but I always look at the clock. I'm like, okay, we're at 15 minutes. That means we got about like 45 minutes left. How much could they cover? Like that is where my brain goes. And I looked up one time, one and that is rare for me. Typically, I'm like checking out, you know, where we're at. At like the 20 minute mark, I could not believe that we were at the 20 minute mark, that we had so much left to go through. And I've seen a couple of videos that talk about just the way we wouldn't mind another maybe six hours of this. Like, well, I could have done it. I'm telling you, we would have done it. We would have paid a premium. Put that on like, demand and charge us like $30, I would have done it. Would have. Anyway, they didn't do that. So here we are with our lovely last hour, which by the way, the actual like ratings for this were out of control. I am going to pull them up right now so I can talk about it because you guys, I, I think, no, I've definitely mentioned this. You guys know I'm in advertising marketing. That's my background. So I'm very used to seeing like what the, I guess, demo, I'm trying to like uh, put this in layman's terms. Uh, you know, I, I understand what it means when they say like the point eight three demo. Well, let's talk about it. So <laughs> last night was a season high to no surprise, right? Season 10 episode 15 was a point eight three demo. That equates to 1.885 million viewers, which is obviously a season high. And friends, this is like really a crazy number because if you're thinking about this, the way people consume content today and and TV, like linear TV, which is linear TV is when we watch TV, like on the physical TV, right? Um, versus streaming versus on demand later. Like this was like night one. That one hour you had 2 million people tuned in live. And then all the other people that hopped on two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes late, like doing the uh, the Bravo TV, like streaming it at, you know, once it's live, I can't speak right now. You know what I'm talking about. The point is, this is insane. Insane. So you got 
for the actual the actual episode then ariana goes on watch what happens live and friends it did not drop that crazy it it went from 1.8 to 1.4 and you guys may be like wow that's a lot it's not a lot it is not a lot at all especially when you're talking tv a 0.83 demo is a very 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 good so we saw ariana today on her pr tour she was on the today show love that for her uh and they really kind of probed her like are you kind of done did you get your fill or would you come back and ariana bless her heart says i'm down to do this again absolutely but i don't obviously want to do it with Tom or Rachel. She didn't say that verbatim, but that was the gist of it. And basically says, you know, reality TV, I can't, I can't dictate who is on the show. I can't dictate who gets cast, things like that. But she said, I am not filming with them. <laughs> so good luck. And good luck to them is the truth, especially after this episode. So buckle up, friends. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm so excited. Thank you for being here and just along this whole journey with this podcast itself. And I am just, I am just so happy that I have a place to to bring my thoughts, my hot takes, my, I don't know, my allisms. I don't know what to call them, whatever. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay, so we really find ourselves kicking off this episode, which is titled Hashtag Scandal. What else? We find ourselves, I feel like it's more of like a timeline moment. We're trying to ground ourselves in where we're at. And they they kick off with our Watch What Happens Live episode with Sheena and Raquel. And for what it's worth, I'm going to call her Raquel for consistency's sake. Otherwise, I get tripped up. I go back and forth and it will be a mess. It's Raquel. If I say Rachel at times, you get it. Anyway, we see the moment when Andy asks both of them, you know, respond at the same time. Who's the hotter Tom? Schwartz or Sandoval? And the body language, I mean, watching it back, guys, the body language is absurd. Raquel is, as the question's being asked, she's not moving, frozen. And then her, like, she does this, like, coy, like, rolling her eyes, like, hmm. And, I mean, as if you can see me, right? And it's just so cringy now. It's just so terrible. It really, really is. And poor Sheena. She was as stunned as the rest of us that that's what came out of Raquel's mouth, mainly because I think Sheena was just still in the whole, well, A, obviously Sheena had zero clue that any of this was happening, but I also feel like a lot of their conversations between Sheena and Raquel, just like in a girl's girl moment, um, that Raquel would kind of open up about Schwartz. I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing, but I feel like that probably was the case. And just that on top of like the narrative that had been kind of written about Raquel and Schwartz, I think she was just stunned that she even said that. Well, anyway, we get that and then we cut to Ariana and Worm with a mustache in this split screen and honestly guys, this is art. This is why I love reality TV. <laughs> the stress level on Tom, by the way, I mean, he's like so serious. Like uh, two days ago, oh please. Anyway, the fact that Tom gets to narrate this at the beginning is very irritating to me. But I digress. I mean, fair is fair, right? But still, <sighs> do we really need him to explain it? I don't know. 
Anyway, he's going through his explanation of the night of that this all happens. And actually, yeah, no, what am I talking about? I, I was saying that they're probably kind of using the opening of um, the Watch What Happens Live as like a, a moment in time. But really, this is the night that everything imploded. So it makes perfect sense. Anyway, um we hear Tom explaining what happens this night, right? He's at the show at Tom Tom in LA. And the fact that he just has to, in this moment, drop that they were performing at Tom Tom for the release of his new single. Are you? I mean, guys. <sighs> Deep breaths, deep breaths. This is a long, this is a long one. So anyway, th that was a choice, not lost on me. But anyway, we go on, we hear their sides back to, back to back, and it's really amazing. And when we get to Ariana really just talking about how she said it, it's just like, call it women's intuition. Just took the phone and felt like I needed to open it. And you know what I say? I say, fine. Honestly, I am of the camp, and I know there are many camps about this. I'm of the camp that, especially with, like, listen, I'm not going to give my phone to a stranger to go through, but I'm happily married, I have my husband, and, you know, my phone's out. It's it's out all the time. Like, if if I have something to hide or if he has something to hide, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you should be able to go through my phone. I'm, I'm not nervous. If I have nothing to hide, I shouldn't be nervous. Who cares? Well, obviously. Ariana went into the phone, sees the screen recording of Raquel and Tom, gross, at Schwartz's, more gross, and <laughs> the fact that Tom then goes on to say, normally I would have deleted something like that, like, okay, professional cheater, what the actual hell? <laughs> the way he said that, so, like, just it just rolled off his tongue like not even a thought. Holy mother. Yeah, this guy, yeah, he he is a he knows what he's doing. Anyway, the way that Sheena goes on to say that the way that Raquel really just tells her, tells her this night and says, Yeah, Sandoval and I have been having an affair for seven months. Ariana just found out. Like what? There is there is definitely um, a empathy gene missing in Raquel's makeup. I don't even understand. I mean, it sounded like from the way that Sheena, you know, was saying it, it was like so monotone, not really connecting the dots. So yeah, guys, I don't know. Listen, I'm not a therapist, not a licensed therapist. I've said it. I'll say it again. But this feels like. Maybe, maybe you should seek medical help and figure that out because there's definitely something not really connecting, you know? I don't know. Anyway, we then go on and we see poor Ariana. I mean, this whole thing is just like gut-wrenching watching her, uh, but listening to her really explain that, you know, there are evil people in this world and sometimes they are the closest people to you. Chills. Full body chills. Not well. 
Anyway, from there, that's kind of the opener, right? That's like the first two minutes, guys, and I've been talking for six. Just about this. Even longer, obviously. But the point is, this is <laughs> this is a doozy. You could so just so this is a taste of what you'll be dealing with with me for the rest of this episode, just so you know. Anyway, so we we cut to then after this opener. The like little vignettes of everybody at their house, like I guess just like getting ready for filming again. And I just have to say, honorable mention for Katie Maloney. She looks so at peace with her little teacup, right? When has she ever felt that zen? When have we ever seen her that zen in her own home? I I don't know. So just wanted to put that out there. Anywho, then we get to Ariana's house, right? This is where we really see the conversation between Tom and Ariana. And you know what? Shout out to Meredith, Meredith friend of uh, the fact that you were just there with her in the house. Like, love that. Love that energy. Again, Ariana is surrounded by some very, really good friends now that we've removed two. This is, she's, she's really golden. Anyway, the fact that they crack open this Napa Valley wine was actually poetic, was it not? I mean, sad, but like, yeah, I would probably also want to get that drunk off of that wine. It's like, screw this, be done with it, and then shit it out at the end. <laughs> Sorry, TMI. Um, but for Tom to be like futzing in the in the cabinets, like, do you want anything? For you to die was the best. Well, that's inevitable. I mean. Also good, but like still great, great response from Ariana. We love how sharp she is and articulate. We will get to the articulate in a moment. Then, just the back and forth between them, friends. Like, I'm not going to go through line by line. Obviously, we were all there, but I think there were just a couple of things that we should, we should just touch upon. You know, the fact that Ariana just goes in right away, like, you know, where were you last night? Were you at, did you, where'd you stay? Were you at Schwartz's? Because that doesn't mean anything, which was amazing, right? It doesn't mean anything. It means shit. That's where the screen recording was from. So, and the fact that she really just says, like, you still have not said sorry for what you've actually done. And the fact that that is actually the truth is insane because he hurries up and apologizes in like seconds after she says that because he's on film. Like, please, please. And I've read articles. I've seen some clips today. Um, it is very evident to me that he like he was fully believing that he was controlling this narrative. Like he really was trying to not lost on me. It's amazing. It's amazing. He goes, I did not want to hurt you. And then says, dude. Dude, the dude, this is not when you call, this is not when you call your life partner of almost a decade as you are ending your relationship because you cheated. Not the time to call her dude. Dude, fucking idiot. Anyway, um, then we hear Ariana go on this little bit of a, I don't even want to call it a rant because that has like a negative connotation, but she went on her little, like, I have been with you since since you were freaking poor in combat boots and skinny jeans. Loved that. 
because it first it brought me right back to 2010 or 9 or whatever it was 2013 and I <laughs> there was a lot of that at that time right I feel like there was a lot of like emo it was in again I don't know or just that look it was like a little bit of a MySpace revival I don't know anyway when Ariana goes in in the back and forth that girl is searching for her identity from men wow that was like serve it up on a platter that was amazing and honestly i agree i fully fully agree and i i believe i had said something close to that on the on the scandal digging uh episodes that I did a couple of months back now, I guess. It was episodes one through eight, if you want. Have a field day with those guys. I was like digging for all the Easter eggs there. <laughs> Little did I know what was to come. Uh, and just honestly, <laughs> I always felt like Raquel was going through something, even before we found out anything. I thought this season was going to be the season that she really kind of like turned it all around, but evidently not. Anyway. The way that she, Ariana, is articulating her anger towards Tom is amazing. She's saying, I was right or fucking die for you. And like, it, it, I mean, we've now know that Miami girl was true. Ariana on Watch What Happens Live debunked it all and or didn't bunk. She validated everybody's doubts that it wasn't true. Um, so that was amazing. And I mean, she kind of alludes to all of that in this scene. Obviously, now we know more and I'm sure it's happened at the reunion. But um, she went in. She went in. She, you know, and the thing that one thing that really stuck out to me that was like really upsetting was that well, all of it, obviously. But when Tom is when uh, they're going back and forth, they're talking about the pictures and Tom goes, yeah, well, I'm so like, I'm sorry you had to see that. Like, what? Even Ariana was like, no, I'm sorry you fucked my best friend. What? 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 I can't. But really, the closing of I regret ever loving you any less words before we never see each other again. Like, literally, this was Shakespearean. I, I don't know. I, I mean, also, I'm not really into English lit. Forgive me. Um. Mr. Hawkins, he was like my favorite teacher, but whatevs. Anyway, you guys know what I'm saying. And honestly, it was so great. And for Tom to really come back and say <laughs> with his like four crocodile tears that he could like squeeze out with pinching, we had some really good times. G uh, uh, good times? Okay. If that's how you're going to say if that's how you're going to sum it up, I, I think it's better. I think it's better that we are not in a situation together. Ay, ay, ay. Well, that's just the, the, that's truly like the first scene. And I do think it's the one that we want to spend a lot of time with because it's just like it, we've seen the clip, but it was just so much more dramatic watching it and like run through in quote unquote real time. Good stuff. Really good stuff. All right, let's keep this train moving. Next up, we got Schwartz and Tom and their conversation. And yeah, I'm glad that he cried for him. Please. I mean, <laughs> I was really searching for a tear. He was really like trying to squeeze him out. Wasn't happening. Uh, yeah. <sighs> these two, these two. Listen, I was, 
but I, I mean, I'm I'm very aware what I'm about to say goes about against what I normally say about Tom Schwartz, but I was actually stunned initially because I'm like, wow, this guy's actually giving it to him. He's like, I'm not going to beat you while you're down, man. Okay. Uh, but, but actually, when are you, if you're not going to, but, but when are you, if not now, when he goes in on him, I mean, he says, this is bad. Like this is a bad situation. And the fact that, and there's something that was very telling to me about really just their friendship. <laughs> Schwartz is essentially begging Tom to just make a post, explain to people that, dude, I'm not complicit in this. Um, he says, you came to me, you confided in me. I mean, you knew that something was going on since the night of the Mondrian. Uh, like, what the hell, dude? And, you know, and we'll get to it later because Ariana and Tom do get to speak. So I don't want to, like, say too much. But um, you're still you're still very aware and you were still good friends with Ariana. So I just it's it's a it's a weird spot to be in, no doubt. but. I don't know how you could stand there and not say anything to someone that you had in your wedding party. Uh, it just felt like your friendship was more than that. I'm very surprised that. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be. I just thought Schwartz had it in him to to not let something like this go on so long. But I mean, you listen to him and he's obviously was struggling with it. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not here to defend Schwartz at all. You guys know I never really ever do, but I don't know. In this moment, I was just like, oh God, he's like actually trying to stick up to Sandoval and he still quite can't. And when he says that, he meaning Sandoval, when he says every time I tried to tell her, I just got this vibe that she didn't want to. Meaning she'd want to know. I got this vibe that she didn't want to know that I was cheating on her. I mean, a baseline, I think most people would give off that vibe, no? <laughs> I I sure as hell do. I don't know, very weird. I, I, it, it's a little pathetic, to be quite honest. Like, <laughs> anyway, Schwartz says, I need to sit down. He sits down, I'm like, okay, bro. Like, that's a shared feeling. And then we have to listen to... I mean, it's already painful listening to Sandoval. It just is. It always has been for me. I will die on that hill. I have always felt that way. But the way that he starts talking about the lack of intimacy and then just talking about how he has to whack it off to porn in the bathroom, excuse me, guys, and mom, sorry if you're listening. It's just like, why do we need to hear this, A? And do, do you think, I mean, like, this is where I'm, this is where I am amazed. Now, I am a married woman five years. Actually, tomorrow, friends. Anyway, um, five years. And listen, ebbs and flows, baby. Ebbs and flows. And for him to actually sit there and say that we like didn't have sex. It was like the worst. Bro, it doesn't work that way. People do not have crazy sex every single day, 365. It just doesn't. And if it does for you, honestly, if you are listening to this and it works that way for you, just hit me up in the DMs. Let me know what you're doing because good on you. But for the most part, 
the rest of us, it's not usually this like crazy magical like spiritual thing every single day of our lives. The way Sandoval talks about intimacy, it's like he's confused. He's clearly been watching too much porn. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, moving on before I get an X rating on this podcast, I honestly just felt like that was pathetic. Then we hear, <laughs> this is this got me. Basically, Schwartz and Tom are like going back on the timeline, like when you first told me. You, it's clear that Tom Schwartz is trying to defend himself on film and make it clear like when he knew, when he didn't know. And the timeline events is hysterical. Sandoval's actually like, we only did it like one time. And then we waited a while. You know, we waited a while after the night at the Mondrian. We we did it at that Life is Beautiful or whatever. Like, you know, the way that he said it in the moment made it sound like it was, you know, some time had really passed. Thank you to the editors because they they show us an image of them at this thing with the with the actual like time frame or month that it was in. It was September, okay? Boys' Night was in August. This Life is Beautiful festival was in September. So mm, you took like a week away from each other, two weeks away from each other. And we all know that you were FaceTiming. So mm, mm, yeah. Anywho. I, I think that would have been enough. You know, I think I would have already been like peak pissed off. But then he goes on to say, all she had to do was follow me. I said I was leaving. I was going somewhere. All she had to do was follow me. (laughs) Schwartz actually shows some decency and humanity in this moment and tells him to finally put some respect on Ariana. Jesus. But then... The fact that he's like, to me, I still am feeling like everybody's more concerned with themselves in the situation. Like, where's the love for Ariana, who's supposed to be one of your best friends, you know? And basically, this scene ends with Schwartz saying to Tom, like, you fucked me over with this whole thing. And I'm not a co-conspirator. Like, please help me. Tom Sandoval has the audacity to be a little bit pissed, like a little bit salty that Schwartz is saying this and he goes, stay off social media, man. Oh, oh my goodness. That comment would have sent me and I would have respectfully said, okay, I'm out. I'm out. F you. You know what I mean? Well, that pissed me off. (sighs) I, I don't know. That whole thing made me frustrated. I do think Tom Schwartz wanted so badly to believe that this was a one time thing that he like buried it in his heart, but. It was still there. So I don't know. Anywho, moving on, we then see what I think was a really fun, like, interaction. I don't want to say fun. Maybe that's the wrong word. Uh, Like, happy. I don't know. It made me happy. When we see Ariana at her home with her friend, with her friends, we got Meredith, we got Brad, we got Logan, the server. We got Katie and Ariana. Now, just truly seeing Katie and Sheena, I meant Katie and Sheena. I think I said Ariana last. Oops. Katie and Sheena meet together again. And they both, like the way Sheena's like, I think we can put our shit behind us with a glass of wine in hand to Katie was just done so well. That's called being an adult. 
something Sandoval could learn from. And it was really, really one of those moments where you're like, you know, we've invested so much time in this show and I'm just so glad that they had a moment of like, like a humanity. <laughs> and they said like, let's just cut through this shit and, and really just be there for our friend right now. And I appreciated that. I really, really did. Anyway, I thought it was interesting to hear Sheena say it's not like Tom and Raquel were on acid at Coachella and they like kissed. It was a full on love affair. That was crazy. And I don't know, call me crazy, my New York ass crazy, but even a make out acid at Coachella would piss me off and we that would be a big problem too. So just wanted my husband to know if he was listening. Anyway, they are listening to Ariana explain everything and her ability really to just be so articulate is something that is just so great as a viewer to, I don't know, watch or see play out. I mean, the the comment around like Raquel saying, oh, we, the first time we hooked up was right after boys night. And for Ariana to be like, you mean the night, like right after Charlotte died? That was crazy. I mean, yes, obviously she, she is self-aware to like understand timing and say that but her quickness guys it's the quickness with ariana it's great anyway finding out about the hookup being in raquel's car was too much too much it sent me it was gross and obviously we we do feel like this is the first time we get to see um sheena really open up about the alleged punch to the face to raquel that no one believed and listening to her talk about that was honestly a gift to us all and the explanation i'm just not a puncher i don't punch people I don't know. I loved it. I lived for it. I thought it was a meme. We, I can't wait for it to just like circulate in like two years and be culturally relevant at that time because oh, it's just great. Any, could you imagine if if that came out right when Will Smith knocked out Chris Rock? Like, and then this meme was everywhere. Would have been great. Would have been great. Just saying. Just saying. Anywho, I don't condone violence here on this podcast, but just saying. Anywho, also them mentioning, meaning, well, them, really, Katie going into the BravoCon, Tom, Tom, you know, comments made by Tom Schwartz. We'll get to that later, but very interesting, very interesting point. And I loved her friend, Brad, Ariana's friend, Brad, who, when Katie just like kind of mentioned, oh, the thing of Tom, Tom, Brad goes, what did he say at Tom, Tom? That's the friend you need. You need a Brad. Was like, excuse me, what the hell did he say? You know, love that. Love that energy. Then we end this scene and we move to arguably one of my favorite parts of this whole entire episode. We go to James and Allie's apartment, which we open with James first, really kind of opening up on his own feelings. And the man has been through it. I made a video for TikTok earlier today where I said, is are we living on a timeline where James Kennedy is 
going to become LVP in his own right? Like, is he about to rise and rise and rise and eventually in like 10, 15 years be an international DJ, Mr. Worldwide, a la Pitbull, and he ends up opening clubs in New York, LA, Chicago, Miami, Vegas, and he becomes an LVP of his own right. See, I don't know. Would be, I would love to see it. Would love to see it. So hopefully, hopefully I'm still doing this in 15 years. We could figure, we could, uh, we could play this back. Anywho, listening to him talk about how he was so hurt about what Sandoval has done and really just Sandoval being the definition of a backstabber and how the friendship that they have has basically gone to waste. And it's really very sad. And on a personal note, like I can relate to what James has been going through. Um, Just like losing friendships without explanation is really a hard thing to go through. And I think a lot of people go through that at some point in their adult life. But this, this one makes me sad. I just feel like James has done so much growing up in like the last three years. And I think he's going to come out of this like so much better, stronger, more sure of himself and what he wants in a relationship and the way he should behave in a relationship. And we all know he did not have like the ideal image of marriage, you know, growing up. So I'm just excited for him. I really am. But anyway, let's get back to this, (laughs) this scene. So we hear him talking about the sadness and then, you know, the girls come over. Lala, Katie comes over and Lala is obviously just on one per usual, which we love. And she goes in and she basically says, friends, like, who are we kidding? This is not the first time. He is way too comfortable about this. There have been rumors in the past with Tom and Billy Lee. She goes on to kind of dig into that a little bit more. And Lala was just, she was calling it like she saw it. She's like, listen, there was a point in time where I really felt like this was going on. And here we are. So give it to Lala, friends. Then James does maybe the best thing he's done on this entire franchise. He says, screw it, I'm going to call her. I'm going to call her. So at this table, poor Allie and Lala get up and stand in the kitchen like they're so far away, right? Katie stays there because she's just like, I'm not getting up. Honestly, I am a Katie. In that situation, I'd be like, "Mm, I could stand with you, but really it's only two feet over there. I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to sit here. Uh, I'm a Katie in the moment. And she sits down. James starts calling (laughs) Raquel. And it is so I'm at a loss for words. Like it was art, truly art. And James was so, so ready with those questions. He had them in his back pocket. He was like firing them off, cutting her off. I loved it. Loved it. Obviously him talking about a stinky 40 year old, you know what, was not like my way of saying it, but it's James. That's why we love him, right? Love him or hate him. By the way, that TikTok that I made earlier, I was like, it's because James is our number one fan. Someone commented like, 
no one like he is not a fan favorite i'm like are you watching the same show i'm watching like did you see the time article sorry i had to say that anywho call was epic i mean he's basically calling her not smart you know james kennedy had to strike back and he did he did for sure that call will go down in history for sure Then the cringiest part of the entire episode. Quite frankly, friends, I don't want to spend too much time on it because it gives me like hives and it's just uncomfortable and icky. Raquel and Tom. So Tom arrives at Raquel's apartment with a hug, with this awkward hug because they probably want to kiss, but they can't. I can't even think about it. And the fact that she's there waiting for a shot and a beer. like. I understand this is stressful, but you, you, it, there was just something about it, guys, that made me go, you've done this so many times before. It was just like so routine. It made me want to like throw my head against the wall. So I had to say that. Anyway, they, you know them, they're like kind of going back and forth. Obviously, can we just, for real, the way Tom's like, let me see your scratch. Can I see it up close? And like turns her face to the camera. Like, I can't. I cannot. Then he throws in the, and Sheena said she wanted to punch you. Like, okay. This man is so calculated. So calculated. It's wild. And now that I'm watching it, I'm like, you're not that smart, bro. Clearly. Finally. It caught up to you. You got you got away with it. But you're not that smart. And this is, this is truly the Okay. <laughs> when when he I'm sorry. When Tom is sitting there on the counter and he's basically like kind of trying to explain how they got here like I don't know how, you know, it, I don't know how, how it just happened. You know, like he's clearly doing this for the camera. Like it's, I don't buy a word he is saying. And, you know, in it, he has a, he had a Freudian slip and he basically goes, you know, like, don't, don't sleep on Ariana. You know, this is to Tom Schwartz. He's talking to, by the way. And literally Raquel's like, you just called me Ariana. And what does Tom say? He says, kill the lights. Uh, and the lights go off. The twinkle lights go on. And I am just like, this is real. This is really happening. Then Raquel is probing about the family. Like, how are they feeling? And, oh, God, we don't have to talk about it. Blah, blah, blah. He looks really awkward. Like, he doesn't want to talk about it. But then he says, they love you. She goes, I love you, too. Yikes. Yikes. In real time, friends, I was, I was, like, holding onto this pillow, squeezing it. Like, no, she didn't. No, she did not just say, I love you, too. Oh, my gosh. And, but she did. And he was like, (laughs) I said they love you, but I love you too. Yuck, yucky, yuck, gross. Oh, and then we see Raquel in her interview go on to say, I was just so curious to be physical with someone you love. I already knew that I loved him as a friend. I just did not have the willpower to not see him. 
Um, oh, oh, Madonna. I really don't know how to help her. This was bad. This was a bad look. Not good. Clearly, she doesn't really have remorse. Like, the way that she's giggling, I'm telling you, friends, mm, something's not, something's not working right. That's all. Something's not working right. But again, I told you, Tom, Tom goes in for the cut, says, wait, let me see this. Wow. Wow. And she's like, is this my karma? And as Lala Kent so eloquently put it, this is not karma. This is the definition of repercussions. Like truly, all of this is that. All of this. But anyway, Tom's talking about this relationship. I can't predict the future. That's horrible. That is horrible. And when he says, I felt hope after they kissed, I'm not washed up. I finally have hope about her. Like what? Like clearly he's literally saying to us that he did not have a feeling about her. It was about him. It was about him. And him feeling satisfied. Ugh. So gross. And I hope that she somewhere in her hideaway facility is watching or watching this and, and seeing it. And, and can say to herself, wow, he's not, he is not it. But I mean, I'm not helping her with that. She can come to that conclusion on her own. But the craziest thing, or maybe something that like drove me up the wall about this conversation is when Raquel says, this is just like learning. Ex- it's all about, what it's all about is learning experiences. Okay. Learning experiences at age of 28 is very different than the learning experiences you should be having at 40. All right. Now I'm right in the middle area. Well, maybe a little on the lower side. <laughs> Excuse me. And I am telling you, the lessons I learned at 28 are very different than the lessons I learned at 31. You may be like, it's not that much of a difference. Oh, it's a difference. Okay. And uh, the fact that he's sitting there like, mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Then we basically see Raquel loses contact with everybody. She hasn't been seen by anybody, doesn't film anymore. All right. Cool. Moving on. We then take his annex. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I should have. Anyway, then we move on to a scene that I was really excited about, but also probably the scene that I was most apprehensive to watch. And it was the one with Lisa and Ariana. I have feelings about Lisa. I am a Beverly Hills lover. Realized I was a Beverly Hills, by the way, if you did not know, obviously. And, um, you know, I, I give her, I, I love the role she plays on Vanderpump Rules. So, the mo- but this, I was like, listen, Lisa, you got to go full mom mode. And that's what she did. But seeing Ariana like this with Lisa really broke me. It made me really sad. And the way that Lisa was like, the first thing she says, are you any stronger? Was so sad. But it was such a nice way to put it. Um, and I felt like in this moment, Lisa's mothering really came to light and can't knock it. She was there for her in a way that 
I think is really important, especially for someone like Ariana who knows that Lisa's so connected to Tom, like from a business perspective as well. Um, I think she needed this conversation really badly with Lisa to make sure that she understood where Lisa's heart was. Now, we've all seen kind of like a tease now of Ariana basically saying or alluding to Lisa better not still be close with him kind of thing or, you know, I hope not or she knows what's best for her. I think that was the comment that they're using now. I don't know if that's actually what, you know, plays out. We know how we love to edit over here. So I don't know. But a point being, I really felt like this whole conversation was really nice. Like as sad as it was, it made me feel like, you know what? She's totally going to get through this. She is. She's going to get through this. She's going to be on the other side of this and it's going to come out of it so much stronger, better, all of it, all good things. And if you really watch it back, Lisa doesn't say much. And in these moments, I don't really think there is much to say. Sometimes you just need to be there for somebody. But I think Lisa does a really good job of that. Then, oh, Katie and Tom, they finally connect. They they connect. It's probably about like three days, three or four days at this point. Katie waits maybe five minutes, <laughs> lets him settle in, sit down. He takes a deep breath and he goes, fuck. And she goes, how long have you known? And Tom basically says, really, it was that one night stand in after the Mondrian Hotel, boys' night. And that's after pushing, by the way, because she, Tom isn't going to say anything. And then Katie's like, well, maybe you'll surprise everybody for once and tell the truth. And then he actually says this. So Tom is really sticking to the story that he found out this time and he feels like this is the truth. Tom Sandoval is going to end it. With Ariana, there will be no more of this. I think he really felt that because he wanted to feel that. I think he wanted to believe it so bad. He didn't want his best friend, business partner, basically life partner, to be this bad person. And you know what? He might just be. So, and Katie says, you sound like a country song. It was a little sad. It's a little pathetic. But that's the thing. You can't fall for it, friends. And like, even I do. Sometimes you sit there and you're like, oh, man, Schwartz, like that does, that is sad. But wait, no, no, this is, this is not, this is not something that we should be falling for. All right. I do feel sad for him, but I think he needed, he has to have a spine. I hope through all of this, he really grows a spine because it's not there. It hasn't been there. The man has been essentially jello as it relates to his friendship with Tom Sandoval. So after that lovely conversation, we move on to Ariana and Kristen Doty. She comes back and they bond over, quote unquote, our ex-boyfriend. And really, it was a sweet moment. And I think it's really sad. And obviously, Ariana breaks down a bit and just says, I can't believe it took me nine years to realize that he is this way. And it's like not really changing. It is what it is. And, you know, she says she kind of apologizes to Kristen and Kristen's like, pish posh on me. 
like the pish posh of it was so cute. Um, and I thought it was kind. And I think it's one of those things that they both just understood. And then they burned some shit. And you know what? I like it. I like it. I feel like it sets the mood and I know they like witchy people and it's cool. Um, but I, I do think there was like something therapeutic about that for and it, very sweet. And honestly, like there's something about sisterhood, you know, it's really it's really powerful. In that moment, I feel like a lot of us watched it and women, obviously, and men too, and non-identifying people as well. We all felt this in the moment. But what I'm saying is I, I, I do feel like sometimes as women, you can kind of just get over all of this shit and be there for each other and laugh about it. And I just feel like in this moment, they had that. They were really just being there for each other. And it was really nice to see. It was really nice to see. Talk about growth, huh? Well, after that palate cleanser, if you will, we see Tom arrive at LVP's house. And I have to say, the rain was beautiful. Loved that. We love when the weather matches the actual scene, you know? Anyway, raining. He walks in with his like seltzer. I don't know. I keep thinking it's Coors Light, to be honest. So every time he's walking in, even though it's like a seltzer, I'm like, this asshole. Why has he got to have this fucking Coors Light? Excuse me. And no offense, Coors Light. I have been at that brewery, by the way. Great place to go in Denver, by the way. Anyway, he walks in. She's like, well, this doesn't feel like a hug-worthy situation. Agreed, LVP. It's not. And she was going in and he basically says, you know, when she's not so angry at me, I really want to be able to speak to her. But he he goes on to say, you know, he's basically been very conflicted about how open he wants to be. And it's probably because it's terrible. The details are terrible. And no, it's not nice to hurt her more. I don't like... Ugh. I don't know. But clearly Lisa is pissed. And we see a moment where Tom gets very emotional, very upset. The internet is arguing over whether it was a real, not real anxiety attack. Now, you guys know I'm a mental health advocate. And I have suffered many, many a anxiety attack in my life. And I will say they don't end that quickly. It usually lasts a little bit longer. And I don't know, but you know, to each their own, everyone has different versions of panic attacks, I I suppose. And um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's emotional, but he really imploded his whole life. So I, I mean, I would think a human would be very stressed out by that. So yeah, I don't, I, I'm sad for the fallout of the entire just like friend group. I'm sad for everyone that worked at that restaurant, but we now know it's been busy, right? So I guess that didn't really matter at the time. What do they say? Any press is good press. And obviously it was still working for them. Um, but you know, the thing about the conversation is Lisa basically kind of narrates over it and says at some point the pain will ease. And the reality is, friends, she's in business with him, you know? And she says, you're not a bad person. You did a bad thing. In my opinion, the jury's still out. You know, 
his track record is typically not that of a good person, you know? So I'm going to hold <laughs> on agreeing, disagreeing with this. Right now, I'm in the not so much agreeing camp, so we'll see. But this conversation was interesting. I think it just showed that at the end of the day, like Lisa's tied to this. She is tied to this and she's deeply connected to these people. Then we have a mini girls night out and we see Charlie again. We have Ariana. We have Lala. We have Sheena. We have Sheena's sister, Coco, Courtney, and am I missing anyone? Katie? Katie's there too. I think I said Katie. I don't know. Anyway, it's the girls. They're out. They look like they're dressed for a funeral. I would too. Then Ariana arrives and she looks bomb. Amazing. It's hysterical. Like she just looks so good. Not funny, but it's funny because they all look sad and she looks like happy, beautiful. It looks like she's kind of on a bachelorette. Not gonna lie. At this night out, we see Sheena really visibly upset. She opens up and tells the group like what happens with this publicist calling her. Um, obviously, they all found out earlier in the day that Raquel filed a straining, restraining order against Sheena. And friends, I lost my damn mind when Sheena goes on to say, as she's explaining why this is so shocking, why this is so hurtful, why this is like just wild to her. Is that she freaking paid for Raquel's apartment? I'm sorry. Come again? I literally rewound this part like three times. I, and then Charlie goes, yeah, this is some dark shit. And she's right. Because now, now it's gotten like way messy. You aren't just best friends with these people. No. These people are supporting you, like for real. And it's just really, really sad. Uh, but seeing Sheena get upset about it was really kind of eye-opening because I don't think we as viewers really understood from season 9 to season 10 and the, the time they weren't filming the cast, how close like Sheena and Ariana got to Raquel. I feel like they were very, very close and we just didn't quite see it all. So this was very upsetting to her. So the, the group is talking. They're all kind of, you know, opening up about the situation and what's going on. And Katie's like talking about her her conversation with Schwartz, which obviously we went through before, and she drops the bomb that Schwartz might show up. And I don't know what that was about. I'm sure she just said, listen, if you want to save anything here, you come and you apologize to her face, not the BS text, which I, friends, the text, the text. I can't even believe it. It was so bad. I made a whole video just about that text on TikTok. Check that out. I had feelings. And um, honestly, I lost my train of thought because that really upset me. <laughs> we are talking about really Tom just dropping in on Girls Night to find Ariana. <laughs> and that he does. And I have to say, Ariana gave it to him and she deserved to. She's been waiting for this moment. And I really appreciated her taking the time to say, before you start, 
if you even think about saying, I mean, she didn't say think, she said, if you say (laughs) anything about, you know, feeling sorry or alluding to feeling sorry for Tom, I'm getting up and leaving. We have to respect her. We have to respect her for that. Damn. We love boundary setting, right? Well, Tom tries and it isn't so great. And really, Ariana says, like, listen, this dude apologized to the business before me. Uh, It's a bad look. P.S. Like, LOL at Tom being the one to, to be like, take care of the business apology, ASAP, not even considering her. (sighs) Well, Ariana was giving it to him and he really needed it. He really, really needed it. And I have to say, her kind of drilling it in and bringing up the embryos was huge. It was really emotional. And I think it was For Ariana, a moment to say to Tom, please don't minimize this. Like this was so, and I don't think he's minimizing it for the, for what it's worth. I just feel like he's like, oh, I'm going to be there for him and blah, blah, blah. She's like, wait a minute. What about me? Like I didn't even want children. I was very vocal about not wanting children. I knew Tom Tom kept saying that's what he wanted. He wanted a family. Like that was his dream. And why didn't I want that? And I was willing to go through all of the steps. My body, going through all those steps with my body for you because this is what you wanted so badly. And for what? For what? And she obviously was very emotional at this point. And I feel like I'm not sure if Tom Schwartz was emotional. Like I thought I saw a teardrop. Not sure. Um, Shout out to the editors for trying to get us a shot of his eyes. Like (laughs) unclear. The man just, he's awkward. We know this. We know this. No surprise. But I do think that that moment was a little bit eye-opening for him, which I sad like that he even needed that was pathetic. But the point being, I think he really didn't quite understand how horrible this really was until this moment. I don't know. Like for Ariana. I don't know. I don't know. We never will. Well, after this happens, the last scene we get is Sheena and Tom. And this one, guys, broke my heart. We really have Sheena like opening up about what the relationship means to her, like how he was there for her when no one else was supportive of her at the very beginning of Vanderpump Rules and her being cast and them walking BravoCon and like how, oh my gosh, how she said nobody wanted to take a picture with her. And Sandoval was like, come in, like blah, blah, blah. But now I'm sitting here and I'm like, that's Probably Sandoval doing what he did to Raquel to her, which is gross. Tiger doesn't change their stripes. Anywho, it was really sad, and they didn't even say words at first, and there was just tears, and it was sad. And honestly, Sheena, her had her allowing Tom to come into her home where like her child sleeps. Good on her. That was brave. I would not be able to do it. It would just like bother me for too long in my own home. And any mom knows that when you have a baby or a young toddler, you're home a lot. Uh, When you're not like chasing them somewhere in a grocery store, you know, 
you're at home. So to like be in her safest sacred place and have this man come and like try to justify his actions. I don't know, man. She was really upset. And the way that she handled herself, and I think this is like a perfect bow to tie this whole conversation up with, is that the way that she carried herself in this conversation was so amazing. I thought she came off so strong, so smart, like such a loyal, good friend to Ariana, of course, but also to Tom. It's like she was just, she was yelling at points, but it was like, she was just trying to get the point across. And I feel like even in this moment, you know, even though she was like, just fucking do it. Why didn't you just do it? Grow up, be an adult and break up with the person that you're with that you don't want to be with anymore. Um, I just felt like she was so grounded and strong and said the right freaking things. And I'm sitting there. I think everyone was collectively rooting her on, cheering her on. I was like clapping, snapping, throwing up my snaps, watching her. It was really amazing. And just watching the reactions of fans online to what Sheena had said was amazing. I feel like it was the validation of a season that was meant to be really good for her with her wedding. And it just like was not the focal point. Um, and I don't know. I feel like she gets a little bit of a redemption just based on that conversation and everything she's been through. Yikes. I don't know. Sheena gets MVP. So this episode, I feel like we got a lot. I absolutely could have sat there for another five hours and clearly could have talked about it for another 10. But Bravo said, mm -mm, nobody needs that. <laughs> Really, I could have. I really feel like they should have pay-per-viewed, on-demand, deep, whatever, just another two hours of this stuff. But, you know, we're getting more. I know we're getting more with Peacock. So, listen, Peacock, if you're listening, your girl will sponsor you. But anyway, Peacock will have the day after the reunion airs more footage. So that'll be fun. I know they're going to have, like, un they're going to have extended I think unedited versions. I'm not sure. I forgot. Guys, forgive me. It's late that I'm recording this. And um, I, I'm just excited to see all that. So even though we're not getting everything we wanted out of this episode, I think that they're trying their best to kind of give us more as we go each week so it doesn't just like, you know, full stop. And maybe by the time this is all said and done, we will be done with it too. I don't think we ever will be. I think we'll always carry this with us, though. Anyway, what did you guys think? What a crazy freaking episode. What a wild season. I'm so... I have so many questions. I'm going to come back pre-reunion with some thoughts, just like where I'm at, If have things come out in the week from now to then. Um, maybe I'll throw up a quick episode and we can just talk through like what we're hoping to see. And maybe I'll have a guest join me for that who loves this stuff as well, because I feel like you need to love VPR to really appreciate this right now. Anyway. Thanks for listening. This was a doozy. We we walked through a lot. And I think after this episode, have any of my um, opinions really changed? Hmm. 
Sandoval is always an asshole. I always felt like that from 2009 or 13 to today. I always say 2009. I don't know why. Anyway, no change. Really, I I will have. I feel like um, Katie has just come into her own in terms of being more confident with like how she feels about things, and it's not. She's not an asshole, guys. I don't think she ever was. I think we all just saw somebody who was just frustrated and in a relationship that was really suffocating her in ways. So, Kate, Team Katie over here. I feel like the only person that, hmm, I was going to say, I really feel like Sheena might be someone that I've really kind of changed my mind on. She irritated me certain seasons, but I don't know. She's a good friend, guys. And I don't know. I'm a mom now and I'm seeing her as a mom and it's like really awesome to see her in this position and this role. And I don't know. I'm happy for her. And and now that she's with Brock and that's going well, it's just like nice to see her in a good place because I really feel like she was really lost for, and maybe that was why she was irritating me because she wasn't like really herself. Anywho, all this to say, thanks for listening. Wow. If you let if you lasted this long, go have a glass of wine, do whatever, you know, makes you happy. And we will chat next time. Remember, rate us five star. I say us I just because this is like the community's podcast. Like this is for all of us who love this stuff and, you know, just kind of found ourselves talking about it. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, you know the drill. See you next time. <laughs>